this is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Robert Warren of TooMuch.net. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0 at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up to date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. That's right. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you'll receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a network of 22 growing affiliate sites. These include adult and affiliate review sites and various top lists. The network has grown in traffic and income over time. This is due to the quality of the network's SEO. The network brings in large amounts of signups through pay-per-sale and RevShare programs. There are also many two-tier affiliate signups generating income monthly. The seller will be available to the buyer with some ideas on how to generate extra revenue that he didn't have a chance to do himself and to train the new owner on the operation of the sites. We've just reduced the price on this listing from $474,000 to only $369,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Robert Warren of TooMuch.net as well as his own consulting firm. Rob, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you. Now, uh, Robert is a 29-year veteran of the adult industry, focusing on SEO and marketing. Many know him for his professionalism and mentorship. He's offered advice and guidance to company owners on down to new webmasters and sales reps. You can find him currently alongside longtime friend Mark Prince at TooMuch.net, handling marketing and SEO for the company. Rob has spoken at many adult shows, including AVN, Internet, the Phoenix Forum, Webmaster Access, and many more throughout the years. Rob, it's been a year since we spoke. So what's been going on in your business life since then? Oh, just having a blast i mean uh it's amazing you would think after so many years you would get bored of it but it's getting more and more exciting um mm-hmm. since the last show obviously you know a lot of people heard what happened and or sorry heard the show and uh started contacting me and uh it was really really nice just chatting with and meeting new people and and people just wanting to get into the industry and getting advice and um, uh, I think my favorite part is just helping a lot of them avoiding the pitfalls um, of wanting to get into it while other ones uh, who were in it uh, were calling me up and helping them redirect their uh, their focus because they would have lost a lot of money if if they continued on the way that they were doing so it's, it's so good to be able to help people out and 
you provided me that opportunity to uh, help even more people out. So mm-hmm. really appreciate that. Hey, you were one of our most listened to podcasts. You must have had uh, your aunts, your uncles, your uh, your cousins, everyone listening to it. <laughs> as long as it wasn't my parole officer, yeah, sure. That's a that's a that's a really good thing for sure. <laughs> now, during our last conversation, you'd mentioned that about half your life has been spent in the adult industry, and before that, you were a pastor. Now, yeah. the industry has faced a lot of attacks from many sources, including the religious right. Lord knows, <laughs> pun intended. Um, yeah. Can you understand their view, and how would you respond to them? In part, I do understand their view, um, though I have to take a step back and say that the American versus the Canadian religious groups are radically different. And mm-hmm. the word there is radical. Yeah. Um, up here in Canada, there tends to be a lot more openness and forgiveness, and not, not necessarily forgiveness, but just inclusiveness. Yeah. Um, like my eldest, who's trans, um, the church just like, okay, you know, like, welcome with open arms and oh man you know what what uh what does he go by and it's like okay mm-hmm. so i said the name and whenever we've gone it's like everybody from the pastor yeah. right down through whoever we're in contact with says his name the way he wants it yeah and uh and is happy and treats him perfectly normally and i'm just like mm-hmm. wow you know yet in the u.s that's a that's a totally different thing um, yeah the religious group in the U.S. has really gotten their hands too much into politics. Absolutely. And, and has not only uh, infected that, uh, has become a virus, but has influenced it in totally the wrong ways. That is nothing. And I, you know, and I don't mean to say it this way, but it has oh, nothing it. to do with with biblical teachings or what the Bible mm-hmm. says right. or anything. It has everything to do with their uh, opinions and mm-hmm. how they want things to, you know, for, for themselves, not sure. for what the Bible is. So, um, you know, I'm years ago when I was being uh, interviewed once, um, I don't know if you remember, they had uh, uh, a guy named, um, Pastor Phelps, he's from the Westboro Baptist Church, and he was the leader of a, of a group that's called God Hates Fags. <laughs> and uh, this organization would go literally to, you know, if you had a fallen soldier or something, and if he was homosexual, they would go and picket the funeral. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Terrible. And so I remember when uh, somebody in the adult radio show business wanted to interview them. They had nobody that could stand up or at least could talk to them. Sure. And uh, somebody got a hold of them. You know, they got a hold of me, and I was a I was a regular on the show because they did it every mm-hmm. Wednesday. And they got a hold of me, and so I had it out with this guy. And initially, <laughs> at first, we were fine, but when I started using logic and actual biblical facts, he was lost. Oh, I bet. And it, then it came down to opinions and. That being said, and to answer your question, what's happening is is they're attacking not just the women right now, but you know they're going to be heading towards uh, areas that um, 
you know they're going to removing all the rights for the for the gay uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get rid of the marriage. That's their goals is to take America and you know like a hundred years more in the past. Sure. And they're already working on the voting. Yeah, I mean, what's happened with and it started with like Falwell and those guys, uh, yeah. the, the moral majority. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Immoral name. Majority. Yeah. I mean, what's happened is the religious powers that be have hijacked the right, totally hijacked yeah. them. And they've somehow convinced a lot of people that anything that isn't the norm is wrong. And they've gotten the politicos to go along with them. Yeah. And let's, let's face it. The, um, <laughs> the the right of of well all of politics in america is jacked up and it needs a total redo the two party system is outmoded and they're they're just it doesn't serve the people about 85% of the people i believe uh think that abortion should be legal and yet we've got one of our two parties voting against it every time so well, he, if I if I can just interject here, sure, I can show you the hypocrisy of all of this in a very short sentence, and that is that mm-hmm. if you remember during COVID, these people were standing up and they were screaming, you know, I'm not going to wear masks, and what was their chant? My body, my choice. Yeah, exactly. And now, when it comes to women and abortion and all of this, they've forgotten that mantra. That Obviously. mantra. Yeah. And now they're saying. Basically, your body, our choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they try to tell people how to live their lives. Yeah, they tell people how to live their lives. And, you know, that's kind of (laughs) un-American. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of undemocratic for any democratic country. Uh, I like yours better. Um, (laughs) So so last time um, we we talked, we talked about you being a family man with five kids and you mm-hmm. mentioned your eldest is trans, and you have yeah. another child with the. Uh, I'll see if, if I said this right. Dubowitz, okay, syndrome. Dubowitz. Now, yeah. how has all this affected your business life? I'm going to say in one word, empathy. Uh-huh. I mean, I've always tried to to read and to learn about the industry and those who are within it. You know, the various cultures, the fetishes, the opinions, and. Sure. During that time, there was a lot that have escaped me. In other words, that I just couldn't mm-hmm. get a handle on. Right. And I knew that there was areas that I needed growth on. People would say, you know, oh, I'm trans, mm-hmm. for example. And I'd be like, that's good, but what the hell does that really mean? <laughs> and now that I'm going through this with my own teen, I can now find myself at trade shows or, or just talking on the webmaster boards or wherever, and I can actually identify and I can strike up a conversation. I can relate yes. and empathize um, rather than asking awkward questions or or being like somebody who's just like, you know, you're kind of at arm's length, you know, do it, but do yeah. it over there. Right. You know, and um, so rather than just brush them off or ignore them, I can engage hoping that they'll understand that, you know, my main purpose in talking is that, you know, I do consider people in the adult industry uh, like an effect, like a family. It is. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you remember the old Lilo and Stitch 
what is it, Ohana, like, you know, like, uh, means family and family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Mm-hmm. And as we move ahead as an industry, we can't leave people behind or forget them. And that also means the various smaller groups or whatever groups. And, uh, you know, we have to make sure that they're aware that we're here and, um, and that we can, uh, we can relate, you know, okay. and, yeah. and we're not going to ignore them. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, you might want to turn the sound off on, uh, on your computer there. Um, so, uh, somebody wants you there. So the, the past few years we've dealt as an industry with COVID, just like the rest of the world. Um, do you think COVID has had a positive or negative impact on our industry and why? The positive is I think a lot of us who are there in, in, and helping people out to create websites and all of that, um, that people are, are, you know, they're trying to play it smart. And so individuals who um, want to, I'm finding that more and more people who are now stuck at home or whatever, they, they're all of a sudden going, well, let's create a, a website, mm-hmm. you know, and let's do this. So that grew. A lot of people grew on that. Sure. Um, there's also people who are obviously stressed and need relief. And so a lot of the sales, specifically in the cam industry, grew. That's yeah. because cams provide a relationship, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a healthy one, but it did. And so there was a lot of loneliness. And uh, and so that side of it grew. On the negative, we lost too many damn good people. Yeah. And also COVID drove a wedge between the rest of the industry, because as yeah. you already know, on the boards, um, some people refuse to accept COVID as a reason for things. Yeah. And others were, you know, whether to get vaccinated or not. And there was a huge battle going on constantly. Yeah. And as we kept on fighting over that, um, more and more people died. Yeah, I kind of found I, I kind of found on the boards and in society in general, those were the same people who were staunch Trump supporters, almost to to a person. And quite frankly, I had most of those people blocked, at least on XBiz, where I spend most of my time, because I yeah. just don't have time. Well, I just I don't have time for politics anymore. Uh, the whole the whole Jan since January sixth, my my interest in politics is is almost nil, except where it affects our industry directly. Um, so you know, I, I I think that those those are the same people, and they've been invisible to me, which is a real good thing. Yeah. The other thing is a uh, a uh, uh, sad thing is the content, mm-hmm. and that is that we. Sure we already had a whole crap load of content on the net, but we were slowly reaching our limit as to what people wanted to watch. And then whatever was left was left. We couldn't shoot anymore. Yeah. Basically. And then all of a sudden when people were shooting, we started getting new niches. We started getting COVID porn, mask porn, quarantine porn. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck like we really need a reminder of this <laughs> you know and it then was on the other it side was, it was inevitable had, yeah but then but then we had like places like only fans i mean really they only happened because people were bored with porn movies and or gave up hope that the girl honestly 
enjoyed what she was doing. I well, mean, I don't, I don't think people, the people who are the consumers of, of porn, were necessarily born with porn, uh, bored with porn movies. I think that what happened there was the whole creator thing took off because so many people were either out of work or just had a lot of time on their hands. And then obviously the whole OnlyFans and their, um, you know, other companies like it, they took off because people found out you can make a lot of money there. And the, the whole creator thing took, took off. So I think that was a huge plus for the industry. Well, people, when they watch, for example, webcams or OnlyFans, outside of just the appearance and visuals, they're there because they want to develop a relationship. Sure. I've always said this when it comes to webcams, and I join OnlyFans with that. When you see somebody as beautiful, those girls get hit up, or those people in OnlyFans get hit up so much with people wanting to have a connection. Sure. When you have a lot of that now more, especially during COVID when it was quarantine, the other porn stuff that was on the tube sites, you, you know, you can only search for a topic so much before it's just like, I've, I've seen it all. Hmm. Or I've seen what I've wanted to see. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, good or bad, it still boils down to, you know, we lost too many people that we'll never see again. So we've recently seen uh, major companies who are stable suddenly have lots of issues. MindGeek obviously recently lost some senior executives along with over 200 of their employees. Now, is this something you saw coming and what do you think will be the fallout? Well, remember when I talked about Phelps and those guys and the Christians when I talked a long time ago? I mean, they're behind a lot of this stuff, not him in particular, but these sure. these these religious groups are trying to attack and um, they're not going to stop at Pornhub. Right. Eventually, I mean, you know, these credit card companies and everybody are going to start, the processors are going to start going to like X videos and hamsters. They're going to be down the road as well. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to get into, you know, like the stolen content and with all the efforts of the content producers matter will help, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna help or sorry, I was going to say it's all going to be part of taking it down. Hmm. Um, because at the time, and we're talking a lot of tube sites out there. Right. And all of those tube sites don't have original content. I mean, right. they have something it's called a scraper and they just basically go to the other tube sites and scrape, all of the movies and then many add it do. to their repertoire. Yeah, many do, yeah. But now that Pornhub and that have to have all of the IDs and all the paperwork and everything, what do you think is going to happen to all these other tube sites that don't have that? That's true. They're going to be in, in the firing line eventually. Yeah, if you can get to them. You know, I mean, there's so many of them, man. Okay, let, let's put it this way. Free, to me, has a lifespan. Yeah. Why do I say that? Because look at all the, remember when we used to have all those free torrent sites? Yeah. That you could download music and videos and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Right. Where are they? Mm, there's still you know, some. Like, there's, still, there's still some up. But not as much as they used to. The oh, no, of course not. Because and they, the ones they were that are up now, if, you know, if somebody really, really wanted to get to them, they could. You know? That's and true. once again, I get back to the point of, you know, when we were, younger if 
watching the same type of porn was okay, then we would be perfectly happy with our first Playboy, and that would last us for life. <laughs> I we're remember. always wanting to see more. We're always wanting to to get into more things, and then our my, imagination takes over. Yeah, and then you know, eventually, content companies they're just pushing out stuff, and they don't really thinking about you know, the, it's 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 a cookie cutting thing. Well, and you know, I, Rob, I think here's the here's the thing, and I've always said this. You know, people say, "Well, what's going to work?" If you look at the most successful producers and companies and websites, these are the people that have a niche. They do content within that niche, and sometimes it's quite specialized. And those are the people who have continued to do well. Are the people who have really specialized. Yes. And the other thing is that, remember when I was talking about webcams, there are certain video clips or, or movies where you can tell that the model is like really into it, right? You can tell that sure. uh, he or she is, is thoroughly enjoying it there, and you get a connection with it. Mm -hmm. And if we can come up with models and, and there, they, it still gets back to what is connecting to the users. Yeah. And when they look at her eyes or when they watch the video clip, the ones that stand out in your mind right now, if you've ever watched porn, I don't know if you have or not, but <laughs> if you ever have, of course, the movies that stand out in your mind are the ones that you've made a connection with the model that drew some type of desire or passion or feeling yeah. That you've made a connection. It's like that person's really into what I'm into. And yeah. I'm going to keep watching this video again because I can relate or I feel something more right. with that particular video. Like, or, you know, or at least they make you think they're into it. Acting well, comes into it. It's all, it's all a game. But at the end of the day, you can have 100 videos, but you might only watch two or three over again a couple times. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because you've connected to the model, you've connected to the scene, you've connected mm -hmm. to the action. Sure. And right now, um, are we really coming up with content that's doing that, or are we just trying to to fill the you know just fill the void with what we've got? And right. sometimes I look I look at sometimes some of the stuff, and I, I just shake my head because you could tell that the model you know. When they're Just looking away, yeah. they're, they're looking to where their paycheck is sitting. Exactly. On it's, on, it's on the ceiling. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you're, so you're coming close to 30 years in this industry, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over the years, you worked with multiple companies and still are. Do you ever see yourself retiring? Oh, God. You know, there's an old saying that, you know, you, you hear people say that you're a lucky person if you can love what you work at. Mm-hmm. And what I do, at least what I think I do, <laughs> is I connect with people, and mm -hmm. I really find that you know the you know the, the the connections are what keeps me alive and keeps me going mm -hmm. year after year, talking to new people, helping them out, learning about them, you know, right. growing like that. I think that if this, I'm going to call it the new industry, if it starts going in a way that I simply can't support it anymore, mm -hmm. right. You know, in in allowing well, how, well, how would that well, how would that be? Honestly, I've seen more 
simulated underage content. Oh, okay. And well, but that's, seen, well, but that's something the credit card companies will clamp down on really fast, though. Uh, there's, there's. If you look at POV stuff and you look at more of this family stuff, you know, incest and all that mm-hmm. that's coming out and all of this, and you just like, where the hell did all this come from? I mean, remember the old days when the reason TV- they the reason they have it, sadly, is it's something that turns somebody on. Yeah, but now we're but now we're getting into this whole realm where the content that's being shot is is kind of going in a direction that just is like, whoa, wait a minute here. There was times when we wouldn't have even touched this. Hmm. You know. Okay. And now, the people and the people ahead. that are in the industry. Mm-hmm. We have actually started to to lose our connection with one another. Um, and the, let me let me explain this. Okay. Like I still got a, a lot of great friends, and, and and for the past few years, and I've made friends, you know. Um, but if you're somebody here who, for example, if you take a break, like I've known one or two people who have taken a break and just say, "Look, I'm stepping back from the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, go do something else," and then you know, and then they come back after like two years or something. Yeah. Like I don't know one guy who was like king of the world. You know, he'd go to a trade show. Everybody wanted to be with him. Everybody wanted to be there. And mm-hmm. now, you know, like, and he just felt burnt at the time. Sure. But then he wanted to come back. And then it was just like, started to be, nobody's ever heard of him, you know? Hmm. So, I mean, there's people now that think that they're legendary. And but <laughs> see what happens when you don't post for about a year or two. Well, hey, here's the thing. Okay. And not everybody posts, Rob. But but here's oh, here, here's yeah. the, here's the thing, okay? If you go away for a period of time, a whole new group of people join the industry and they don't know you. So to to them, yep. you're new. You need to reestablish your reputation um, yep. with them. Well, you need to establish your reputation because you don't have one. And that also includes that awards, at least in my mind, don't mean diddly squat. <laughs> awards last your your winning of an award lasts till New Year's. If that you know, because it's like that's, you know, that's oh, whole, we were that's a whole other subject. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. I, I I've got you know, I've seen people that tout those things and it's like, yeah, okay, maybe that was back in that year. What about now? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and let's let's face it, um some awards are legitimate, most are not. Um, and it does I'll, I'll seem it does seem like a small group of people win the lion's share of the awards, and it all comes back yep. to the to the bro club. Yep, and advertisers and things like that. Oh well, well that goes that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? That kind of goes yeah. without saying. I mean, I mean there are there are exceptions. You get somebody like Brad from Mojo Host who has won so many awards. Well, he deserves yeah. it. He has a great company. But, you know, that doesn't mean there aren't other good web hosts out there. Yeah. You and I are entering dangerous territory right now. <laughs> so I, you know what? I don't really give a flip. I mean, yeah. look, I've got, I've got my, the people who like me and the people who hate me and it's, yeah. not, it's not necessarily going to change. And like yeah. I said, like I said, Brad's very deserving. Okay. I congratulate yes. him every time he wins an award with that said, he's not the only web host. Okay. and. And there are people who win awards year after year after year 
where their competition potentially for the award, they should win something. I mean, let's face it. It's a popularity contest. And you're right. The being an advertiser uh, quite often is what wins you these things. So if somebody's somebody's offended by that, I'm sorry. Um, No, I'm not really sorry. Well, if I can end end with this, Brad from Mojo, I know you're listening. If you win the XBiz Newcomer of the Year Award. (laughs) That could be a problem. Yeah, that could be. I'm going to have a project. Okay, yeah, yeah. We know it's rigged. Yeah, that could be. That could definitely be a problem. And if you win win the Newcomer of the the Year, I've got a a problem with that. Okay. so That got lost in the mail a long time ago. Yes, it did. So, uh, well, mine too. So one thing I've noticed is that you don't promote yourself at all on the boards yeah. these days while others do. Why is that? Well, I mean, we just had the quick conversation. I mean, I don't really covet awards. Um, and you know my feelings about that. Um, I think, as I said, it, it, um, it's, it's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Like, on the boards, as I said, I, I talk to people like family and, and you, and people request help and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I, I don't sit there and say, hey, I'm an SEO monkey, you <laughs> know, um, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it when people use the word expert or that somebody knows everything about everything. Well, um, nobody does. It, it really does because there is no, there is no such thing. You know, I'm sorry. That's true. But I get several Skypes and emails a day, and they basically start off all the same. It's like so-and-so recommended you that I should ask you this question, and, you know, and I'm there and I help them out. And, you know, if people see what I'm writing on the boards, you notice that when I post things, I don't, you know, I post about the topic or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I just don't push it out there. Um, right. The first order of my business is to gain trust in a relationship. Sure. You know, sure. because people buy and work with those people that they trust. Right. And if you're not trustworthy, mm-hmm. to be honest and do what you say you're going to do, then, mm-hmm. you know, and if, sorry, if that's, if that's what you're doing, then a new client is built. Um, wow. Clients at the end of the day are my boss. Yeah. And sure. I just Mine don't too. perform. And I, you know, but, but I also need to train and teach them. Sure. As well, not just to show them that they made the right choice for right. me, but you know we can also have higher levels of discussions. And with that being said, if you're training somebody and you're teaching somebody, if you've developed a relationship with them, they're more willing to take it in and know that when you're giving them advice and you're talking about their site or, or SEO or whatever, mm-hmm. because a lot of times I do more than just SEO. I'm giving people advice on their business and and everything from marketing to, you know, what to buy and what to wear, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they do that because they trust, because right. they honestly know that I care about who they are and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm helping them. I want to see them succeed. And if they're honestly at that point where they're, they, they really do want to succeed for mm-hmm. the right reasons, right. Then, um, then I'm there to help them along. And that's great. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, when you got people who have succeeded, bosses talk. Yeah. You know, and when bosses talk, they recommend. And at times, that will be me. And so, sure. 
when that happens, I would rather get a client from a referral, which I do, than promote myself because, you know, you're starting off from squares, you know, back down to square zero again. Yeah. If somebody says, hey, you know, this guy's really helped my company. We've we've grown. Mm-hmm. Our, our traffic has grown by a thousand percent or two thousand. And he's really helped me out in, in more than ways than one. I really think you need to talk to this guy. I want a client like that. Of course. And, of course. Don't uh, we all? You know, because that guy will call me up and he's saying, look, you got very well recommended. And, you know, what can you do? What can we do together? And then sure. we get, we're on, you know, we're on good terms to start. Yep. So, so thinking back over the years, what is it that you miss in this industry that isn't around anymore that you believe we could all benefit from? There's so many different answers. Well, give me um, one. I guess the first way that I could answer that is um, uh, with the number 42. Jackie Robinson? No, no. That's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. But actually, if I was to count and th- this is why I say 42. If I count, and I have, how many webmaster boards I have have on my list, mm-hmm. there's like 42. Hmm. But actively right now, mm-hmm. like we, you're basically looking at XBiz, GFY, Prattle, and that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Like there's very, very, very few that sure. are left. And most of those other message boards, if you remember back in the day, I mean, they were all just basically promotional tools for for the affiliate companies. Pretty much. And affiliate companies would advertise on these boards, and so everybody would start them up. And mm-hmm. But now that there's not the affiliate dollars going into those boards, suddenly they're they're off. Oh, yeah. And, and I think the whole message board concept has been taken over by Facebook groups and the like. Yeah. But back in the day... Um, Without tubes, affiliate programs basically ruled more of the, the message boards. Sure. Uh, that gave us the chance to connect to each other. Yeah. Um, well, you still, well, you still have it on XBiz and also GFY, although I don't spend a lot of time oh, over there. So uh, limited. Well, yeah, because quite frankly, here's, here's the biggest problem I find, and it's, it's something that's infected – all social media, including adult social media, is politics. And that is what has driven most people away from the industry boards, the ones that, that still exist. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. And, but the, and but, I mean, Xbiz used to have tons of posts and tons of uh, uh, questions about um, the business. And, hey, I'm, I'm starting this. And will you take a look at this site? And... It also would have a lot more people who were experienced and had been around a long time and were actual owners of sites and companies on there. You don't see much of that anymore. And the ones who are on are on a lot less because, quite frankly, they don't want to go through all the political posts and everything. There's just too yeah, much I BS. Mean, I mean, all, yes. all, all it's become is a, is, is a bitch for them. Back in the day when there was all this, I think I was at one point, I was moderator on six of them. Hmm. And what I think is also we've done is we've lost the ability, and I mean this in all sincerity, we've lost the ability to mentor one another, mm-hmm. and which also means having a code of conduct. Right. You know, and we found that out, especially this week when somebody came on the board and 
basically told somebody something that they should not have. Hmm. Um, and this person was a mentor and a veteran, and the person called her a cunt. Uh-oh. And I was stunned <laughs> because this oh. is a veteran. This is somebody who's done so much for so many people. Oh, and this that's other a, person, that's a good way. It's a good way to get yourself banned, which hopefully they were. They were. Good. It actually, was according to somebody, it was like the quickest ban ever happened. Good. Was this but was this on X? Was this on Xbiz? Yes. Ah. Must have um, missed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you miss a meeting. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but we we have lost the ability to mentor one another, and sure. that's why I think that I've been around for so long as I do that. Yeah. And with that comes along with the vanguard the old days is that mm-hmm. there was a code of conduct. Yeah, trade well, shows were that. more about trade shows <laughs> were about adult networking and fun, yeah. showing off, making entertainers, truly porn stars. Mm. Industry veterans were legends and experts and you know, and now mm-hmm. you know, now we've got this slick software that's out there that in actuality is very limited, but everything that they can everybody thinks that they can get away with doing their own designing and programming and SEO and marketing without the need of anyone else who's actually trained for it. Hmm. And, you know, back in the day, we, we had people that when they came in to actually do business, they had capital behind them rather than a limited budget. That basically sometimes. is going to be a drop in the water. Sometimes, um, sometimes you had upstarts, though, and some of the upstarts did very well. Yeah, and they did. I think the, the, the key thing, and this has happened in the past as it does now, and that the one thing that has lacked over the years is creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, you've got design and content, marketing and SEO, but if you get one company who does it, who's a little bit creative, and then everyone else steals it and reformats it and does the same process. Sure. And, you know, now people just kind of like, like I challenge anyone to find an adult company, for example, a webcam site, where more than 80% of the traffic comes from, for example, social media. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we didn't really have social media as much. Right. Right. We worked really hard on, um, you know, you, you, you got traffic and we worked on analytics and we used mm-hmm. it properly. Right. And we got people back onto, you know, the proper way of being able to build a site. Yep. Now you have people who call themselves experts go out there like, you know, oh, social media is the way to go. And I'm like, my God, I have seen so many traffic overviews of multiple sites and every single one of them, when you look at social media, it is down to, of all of the traffic, whether it's a million, you know, hits or whatever like that, of all the traffic, less than, let's say, 4 to 8% of all of those companies are from social media. If you take that number, you can break it down even more. Sure, by and yeah. into YouTube and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, right? Sure. But most of them are under three percent, and you know, I can I can think of like seven campsites right off the bat in the past two years mm-hmm. that tried to rely solely on social media, um, probably because it was free to them, and they spent so much time. So sure. much time on it. Sure. And some of them got some traffic. Some of them's very little. They spent a massive amount of time or whatever. 
And at the end of the day, the conversions simply weren't there. Okay. And they had little impact on sales. Yeah. So some who are listening to the podcast have either just started or are going to soon start their own website. What advice can you give them to do and what not to do? Well, we were just talking about it. I mean, uh-huh. anyone who's claiming that they're to be an expert or promises you tons of traffic at little or no cost, well, the reality is it does take effort and cost. And sure. if you don't think that it will that it's that it will happen, that then you're going to be disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. And um, try not to rely upon you know free online software for things like SEO or for whatever right. uh, to solve all your problems because it, it, it only handles a certain amount of your website and it's very limited. Right. You know, and, and, but you do need, and this goes back to what we talked about before, we need mentors and we need knowledgeable people that give advice. And, right. and people have gotten away from doing that, for looking for those mentors because they think that this piece of software, when they Google it, is going to solve their problems. Sure. And if you're shooting content, Shoot what you enjoy, and right. if and if not, then do your research. Shoot what your users want or will want. Learn it, study it, mm-hmm. and, and be willing to admit that you're wrong and change. Seek out a mentor mm-hmm. um, if you can, and sure. uh, they might be expensive, but the cost of you making mistakes is going to be even higher. Yeah, and you know, mentors don't always cost money. I mean. Yeah, that's true. You know, my mentor, my and he's the one who introduced me to you when I first started in the industry, and I consider you one as well because you were always very helpful helpful with your advice. Was Bob Rice, and yeah. uh, and I know Bob's name isn't necessarily positive to everyone hey, who made you and I had the same mentor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Bob's name might not be positive to everyone who's listening because of some things a company he was associated with did at the end. I, I, I've, I've learned that recently too. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I think Bob walks on water. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in this industry. And he really gave me, um, well, more than once, uh, he actually got me started not only in the industry. Uh, he had a... Um, uh, I think it was an, it was an audio or a video a program that um, talked about starting a site. And I wish I had taken more of the advice because when I got it, I was already far down the road and had made a lot of mistakes. Um, but then Bob was instrumental in me getting into the website brokering. So I've got all, because he was doing it at one time. So I've got a lot of um, really a lot to thank Bob for. Um, so, you know, mentors aren't, don't always cost money sometimes. And quite yeah. often it's just somebody that you meet at a show or you connect with on XBiz, um, which I think is, is really the biggest, most valuable tool of that type of platform is to ask questions and you can ask questions of the community on XBiz. And that's one of the things I love about it is I'm always there to answer the questions. You're always there to answer the questions. Mark's always there to answer the questions. The regulars, and unfortunately, we're down to just the regulars. Uh, Steve from Gruby uh, is always very giving with his time. Um, the people who are the regulars will answer questions if you ask them. And if you reach out to them and send them a private message, people are more than happy to talk to you. Yeah. and But that's what I'm saying is that we need the mentors. And yeah. um, I think they're out there. I still think there, there, there are people out there who 
when they make suggestions, sometimes they make suggestions that are not necessarily in the best interest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and for example, if you remember the days, you know, where it's like, you know, oh, who do you recommend to do this? Uh, well, why don't you use this company? Because you recommended that company because you get, let's say, 5%. Well, yeah. And that's sale. still, and that obviously still goes on. Um, but I'll tell you something, even in the case where I will get a referral fee or a commission from somebody and I don't go out, go searching those out because I get offered them as I'm sure you do on a daily basis. And I, I turn away virtually every deal because yeah. they, they want me, they want to put me on commission, uh, because obviously I wear a mark, I wear the marketing hat too. And I tell them that's not what I do. But if, if it's a service that I believe is worthy, I will recommend them. But I'm not going to recommend somebody just to make money. I'll recommend yeah. them if I believe in them, as I know you yeah, will. I, I, I've, I've never accepted any of those offers because my reasoning being is that if I accept that, then I will never, ever be able to give you 100% accuracy and truthfulness that my recommendation is true. And sure. the best it can be. And yes, it's okay for you to check out somebody, but if you honestly think that maybe it might go somewhere else, then then okay. Hey, I no. don't think there's I don't think there's really anything wrong if you do believe in it to accept something. I but, but I but I I can uh, hey, you're a better man than I am. And I, I haven't know, really taken a lot of commissions from people. I it, mainly it do has, it in the case of like processing and things like that, yeah, where it, it obviously it's handed out. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that's just me and what I do. Okay. Anybody, I mean, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody who does that. I'm just well, saying. Well, you better me. not. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So getting back to the other. Okay. So we talked about um, uh, seeking on a mentor. We talked about finding a trusted processing company. Find a good industry lawyer. Please, for God's mm -hmm. sakes, try not to use WordPress. Things for SEO. If you're going to have pictures up and videos, don't use numbers on them like two three four two three jpeg because right you need a descriptor can't, can't rank that and, and can't you right. know, collect that why Index do you it. by the way why do you say not to use wordpress because i'm a i'm a wordpress believer and i my sites are in wordpress obviously i don't have membership sites but why do you say not to use wordpress there are at times and Mark would jump in on, on this one as well. There are the times when it comes to programming and or mm -hmm. various other things, even with SEO, right. that it's more difficult working with WordPress than creating a different site. Also, there are certain security things that can happen with WordPress that doesn't happen with other sites. Now, I know that Brad at Mojo and all that can create some certain security but I've seen more breaches happen on WordPress and problems happening with WordPress than I have. Oh, with don't I know? Yeah, I know. There's so problems. That's, that's all that I'm saying. You know, yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't want to get I don't want to bash them at all. I'm just saying my recommendation personally is is for mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, the other thing is never assume that your brilliant idea is groundbreaking because <laughs> sure, sure somebody has thought of it in the past and they failed and find out why. Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, be flexible with your programmer right. on advice. Be gracious, uplifting on the webmaster boards. Don't get into a pissing match. 
but finally is read, read, and read more. Uh, yes. Surround yourself with strong, wise leadership, and, and you should be able to go far. Now, any general words of advice to people in the industry that you would give before we close out? I would think in the industry, and this is got to listen here. I've said this before. The industry is the only, and I'm going to use the term army, okay? We're the only army that shoots its own wounded. <laughs> we so have true. to stop attacking one another. Yes. We have to start helping each other through, as I said, mentoring, uh, but mostly support those in the battle for our rights right. and be aware to fight all the attacks that are happening from the government society, yes. from owners to models, everyone. Yeah. Because if we're, if we're just constantly nailing one another, we're missing out on who the, on what's really attacking us. Yeah. It's a circular firing squad, isn't it? Yeah. And so that would be my only advice uh, to the industry is, you know, like we literally are one of the only armies that shoot its own wounded. <laughs> That's funny, but it's unfortunately it's true. Hey, Rob, I'd like to thank you for being our guest again today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again soon. I hope so too, and thank you so much, Bruce, for the opportunity and also for giving of your time and, and expertise in um, mentoring other people through just the podcast. I appreciate all that you're doing as well, and it's a pleasure every time to be here. Thank you, Rob. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about trademarking your site and ways to make it unique. Next, when you decide to sell your site, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspects of your operation that potential buyers may want to find out about. This should include, for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images, and number of videos. How much of it is exclusive and how much is non-exclusive. Financial information for at least the last three years if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, organize a list of potential buyers and start the process of contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything a potential buyer needs to know, such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts or anything else? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they'll find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Jay Copita of Why Not? And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Robert Warren. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. 